When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you think. The Wrestling Round presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. Episode number 54, folks. And you know what? I'm getting right into the top rope this week. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. So my top rope this week is Becky Lynch, the man. Not only did she win the Royal Rumble, but she has already declared who she will be facing at WrestleMania 35 in new jersey at metlife stadium and that is no other than ronda rousey we're finally going to get the match now i know there's a lot of people out there saying that it's possible that they're going to insert charlotte into this match i really hope they do not but guess what we got about two months until we get there and got two pay-per-views coming up um we saw becky Come out on SmackDown, I mean on Raw, after Ronda had just put her Raw Women's Championship on the line against Bailey. And during the match, um, you know, Bailey took her to the limit, but she couldn't get it done. Who thought she was, let's be honest. Um, but Becky came right up there and said, Hey, remember what happened last time I was on Raw? Um, and you know, the two exchanged words, and what I noticed was I saw Becky Lynch in her element, and I saw Ronda Rousey looking to try to get herself hyped up. You know, when somebody, not saying that she can't beat her, but you know, you look at somebody who's like trying to gas themselves up to make themselves believe that they could take on this challenge. And that's what I saw with Ronda Rousey. I wasn't too impressed. I know some people were, but I just wasn't um, because what I saw from Becky was that silent, like, I'm going to come to WrestleMania, and I'm going to get what's rightfully mine. I won the Royal Rumble, and I know exactly who I want to face. I don't. I I I, I was taken to the limit with Oscar. Not saying I can't beat her, but I know I can beat you, and I'm going to hand you your first loss. Um, but let's move on to SmackDown because we open up the show with the man, you know, and she said, you know, um, she went out there and said, look, this is. You know, she's going to take on Ronda Rousey. Suddenly, here comes Charlotte Flair. And, you know, a lot of people probably rolling their eyes. Like, oh, gosh, here we go. Um, but Charlotte was going to taunt Becky and let her know, like, yeah, I took you to the limit. I'm the one who made you the man because I made you do this. And congratulations. And Becky's like, look, you ain't taking credit for my success. Boom. You know, they start uh, fighting. And that, you know, they had this big melee. Um, Becky up here to hurt her knee um, hopefully 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 it's still it's just a work a part of storyline uh as you know she 
won the Royal Rumble with one leg. That's the story. So she went out there, and when she got into the ring, she, uh, I mean, when she had not gotten to the ring, uh, afterwards, as she was leaving, Kayla Braxton went out there to attempt to take her, um, you know, get a word with her and ask how come she refused medical attention. And she says, I'm not going back on the shelf. Bottom line, I'm not going back. So that's where we are with that. Like I said, folks, I don't know. Give Becky and Rhonda the opportunity. If you want to make Becky into a crossover household name and crossover to the masses, she needs to beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Not, okay, she's going to be good enough. I mean, clearly she's showing, hey, I can do this. I I don't want to be saying she's the female Stone Cold Steve Austin, but when the WWE was ready to make Stone Cold, he would beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14, and Mike Tyson was there. The world was introduced to Austin because you had all these eyeballs on a product because Mike Tyson was there. And Shawn Michaels, people knew who he was. I mean, was he what Stone Cold was to the masses? Absolutely not. But this stuff helped. And then Austin would just get uh, white hot, as he called himself, a white hot baby face. The rest is history. So that's what I want to see. So let's move on. Uh, we're going to start, go back right into SmackDown. I had something else, but, you know, I'm changing the rundown on the fly. Why? Because if you saw the end of SmackDown, you saw that we have a new symbol of excellence. No longer are they using the black leather WWE Championship title. Instead, Daniel Bryan has decided that he's going to use this belt made of hemp because he says that he is a hypocrite walking around with the belt that was used from a cow, a dead cow, in whom he named Daisy. I thought this was genius. Now, that belt is horrendous. Let's be, I got to start right there. It's ugly, but... It makes sense because it's Daniel Bryan. I couldn't stop laughing, texting all my friends like, so we got to think about this, you know. Um, and on Facebook, the same thing, which you can find me at Brian H. Waters Talk Show host. Um, the same thing. People just like, you know, what in the world is this? What is going on? But yes, Daniel Bryan has introduced a new symbol of excellence because he doesn't want to walk around with leather. Um, but, you know... <sighs> We saw afterwards um, AJ Styles came down the ring. Um, and then, you know, they went to a, like a commercial break and they come back. Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, um, Randy Orton, and um, Mustafa Ali all in the ring. And then here comes Samoa Joe and just absolutely owns everybody. Steven told Randy Orton, I, you know, we haven't done nothing yet, but I will devenomize you or something. Um, told Mustafa Ali, you're in a man amongst, you're in a ring with a man, you're a man, a boy amongst men, you know, then he even went to Jeff Hardy and kept saying stuff about, you shouldn't you be back at your AA meeting and stuff like that. I'm like, 
wow, like this dude is not playing around. And of course, he gets in the ring with AJ and say, how's our girl Wendy doing? We all know the story with that. Caused him to get slapped. There's a big brawl. You could see, but if you watch closely, as he was getting in the ring, suddenly but surely, Daniel Bryan is sliding out the ring. Like, I don't want nothing to do with this. And because he did that, that's what, you know, um, he told them, stop, because you guys are never going to be champion because I'm going to hold on this title forever. Then suddenly Triple H appears on the screen and lets Daniel Bryan know, guess what? You will be defending not just against one, but you'll be defending against all of them at the Elimination Chamber. So, what a match that's going to be. Um, I see Daniel Bryan remaining WWE champion. But, guess what? Stranger things have happened. I mean, John Cena beat AJ Styles in 2017. And then, in the Elimination Chamber. No, at Royal Rumble. And then, at the Elimination Chamber, it was Bray Wyatt walking away. Could this be Samoa Joe's time? You know, that's something to think about. Could this be Samoa Joe's time? Um, I think Mustafa Ali is too soon, but only time will tell. And let's move on to the Universal Championship. But before we get there, Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, the Royal Rumble winner, the Men's Royal Rumble winner, came out on Monday Night Raw. And, you know, he said he wasn't going to do it, but he had to do it because it was a dream. And he pointed to the WrestleMania sign. And as he pointed to the WrestleMania sign, you know, he... Just let everybody know, like, yes, I'm going to make a decision. I have to think about it. But then, suddenly, the games music hit. The COO, Triple H. And Triple H said, look, you know, this is a machine. and We got we to gotta keep rolling. I need you to make a decision tonight. Can't wait for your decision. Need you to make one tonight. And because of that, you know... um, he, but he, he also went to tell him, like, he was proud of him. Told him that, you know, you say you started to get emotional, but he saw what Seth Rollins was capable of, and he owned up to it, and he did it. And then, suddenly, Dean Ambrose comes out there. More on him later. But Dean Ambrose comes out there, folks, and as Ambrose comes out, he just tells Rollins, you know, you're going to let him break us up. You know, you're going to let this man stand between our brotherhood. And Triple H was ready to clap back with him and say, well, you're talking about breaking up the family. Look what you did. You went out there and broke up with us. I mean, you broke up your family on the same night that your brother announced that his leukemia was back. You picked a, couldn't have picked a better time. So, you know, because, you know, Rollins was, um, Ambrose was certainly trying to remind Rollins, like, look what happened years ago. And then, you know, that would lead to a match which Rollins won. I bear, be honest with you, I barely watched it. I'm tired of seeing him wrestle every three weeks. Uh, I've seen enough Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. I am good. Trust me. So, um, but then later on tonight, he came back out, Seth Rollins that is, and he declared that Brock Lesnar is the guy he will be facing. And as Lesnar was out there, you know, they got into each other's face, and Seth Rollins took six F5s. And after a couple of them, he kept saying, is that all you got? Just making the beast angry. Seth Rollins has to go over, folks. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I was hoping that he goes over. Uh, this is how you make Seth Rollins. This is how he becomes that big star. So, um, and then 
Let's talk about it. Dean Ambrose, folks. He's leaving. So, WWE put out a statement. And it reads as follows. Dean Ambrose, in parentheses, Jonathan Good, will not be renewing his contract with WWE when it expires in April. We are grateful and appreciative of all that Dean has given to WWE and our fans. We wish him well and hope one day that Dean will return to the WWE. Is this the work? I know some people are saying this will work. Some people are saying, no, it's not. You know, Dean is leaving. Dean is gone. I'm honestly good either way. I have not been a Dean Ambrose advocate or fan since the early days of The Shield and right after The Shield broke up. I remember when he became champion on the night Money in the Bank when Roman lost to Seth, and then Seth lost to a cashing in Dean, who had won the Money in the Bank contract earlier that night, which is also the same night LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Golden State Warriors to earn Cleveland's first title. And I thought it was cool because there was, um, you had Ambrose, who was a whole Ohio guy, winning on the same night as Cleveland went. But it was exciting. It's like, okay, Dean Ambrose is finally WWE champion. Where are they going with here? Um, but then fast forward. I was excited for his matchups with Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam that year. But that's it. That's all I really remember. Because then AJ Styles got that title, and AJ Styles got hotter than ever. So to say, you know, I'm... To say that, hey, Dean Ambrose going to be missed, I can't really say so. Sorry. But I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I'm going to give you, uh, I got a word from my homie, KNN. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's your girl, Kelsey Nicole Nelson, host of Listen In with KNN on Fox Sports Radio, 96.9 FM and 1340 AM. And I want to make sure you are listening right here to Break It Down with Brian H. Brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. That is your homie Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Make sure you catch her Super Bowl coverage right now. On um, you can follow her on Twitter at the Real K Nelson. Uh, down in the Super Bowl, depending on when you're listening to this, more than likely you are listening to it before the Super Bowl. But yeah, she's down there getting, you know, doing her thing, uh, checking out, you know, as we get ready for. Super Bowl 53, I think it is. 50, yeah, something like that. I'm clearly not excited. I'm more excited about Halftime Heat. Because, yes, Halftime Heat is returning. If you didn't check it out, we have uh, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, and uh, I'm looking right at uh, Alistair Black. Is it Alistair Black? Yeah, yeah. Taking on um, the um, former DYI. I'm so sorry I'm drawing blank. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gorgano, and Adam Cole, baby. So that should be interesting as we get set to go into um, the We on the Road to WrestleMania. So moving on. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville officially entering the chamber. But Mandy finally explains all this time why she is after 
Jimmy Uso, and more importantly, trying to be a thorn in Naomi's side. She took us back to Tough Enough. Was that 2015? Mandy Rose was a contestant, or as the time she was known as Amanda. And if you remember, um, the Miz had this big crush on her. Uh, Paige kept saying the only reason why she was because I think she was about to be eliminated, and Miz decided to save her. And Paige was like, she only did that because she's hot. So Mandy Rose ended up um, obviously she got eliminated. The winner never. Get stays around, uh, you know. Uh, you look at that class, Chelsea Green, she's in NXT, and I'm, I'm not gonna remember everybody, so I'm just going off the top of my head. Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, um, uh, Velveteen Dream, you know, all of them from this class. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Mandy Rose, you know, she brought up the fact that Naomi was talking about how they just didn't wouldn't be able to hand are they sure they're gonna be able to handle and do what they do and this is when Naomi was a heel with team bad Sasha Banks and Tamina and then she Naomi didn't really appreciate the fact that Mandy was smiling so she made to order Tamina to splash her and she kept bringing up that and showing the footage this right here is phenomenal storytelling because everybody's wondering why and I'm almost certain Everybody listening forgot about that because it was not that highlight a highlight part of the show. If you would have said Velveteen Dream has a beef with the Big Show because Big Show slapped him real hard, fine. If you would have said Velveteen Dream has a beef with Hulk Hogan because Hogan called him a mark for the business and told him he needed to stop cutting promos to embarrass his opponent instead he needed to lift his opponents up fine but nobody remembers that situation with mandy rose and naomi i put it like this you ain't remember it when the storyline started when it happened you're like oh yeah um but yeah so we're going to get mandy rose and you know she says that look she's going to win the tag titles and naomi is going to be the last thing on her mind but it finally makes sense because, oh, almost left out a crucial part. Because she said she went home crying and she developed a condition. And that led to her boyfriend breaking up with her. Which made Corey Graves excited for whatever reason. More on that later. So, this was, like I said, phenomenal storytelling. We know Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose will be in the tag team uh, elimination chamber match for the Un, well, I ain't gonna call them inaugural because I do know there were some tag team, women's tag team champions before, but for the vacant or the reintroduced women's tag team titles, um, we saw Dana Brooke and Natalia team up to take on the Riot Squad, and was that yeah. Yeah, they took on the Riot Squad. Um, Dana Brooke went out there, and before the match, she told like, look, I'm better. She started naming she was better than everybody in the Riot Squad. She said she was better than Natalia. And it's like, uh, Dana, you don't make your tag partner mad before the match. Um, and she ended up costing, uh, by, you know, accidental bump, of course, but she ended up costing them the match. So... You know, I'm wondering, where what are they doing with Dana Brooke? Um, I'm a huge fan 
really want to see her in a better spot. But I'm just like, oh, man, what's going on? So I really want to know what's going to happen with her. But look, we did see, um, you know, the Riot Squad, they're going to be in there. They could win it. Uh, right now, um, you know, the next team that I'm about to talk about, I said from day one, I think they're going to win, and that is Tamina and Nia Jax. I mean, it just would make sense to Monsters. Um, they're not like most girls. <laughs> uh, but they defeated Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, which I think they're going to find their way in that match. I think, you know, um, I think they got seven teams, but they'll find their way in that match. I'm not worried about that at all. Maybe six teams. It should be six teams because it's four pods. Um, so... Yeah, but uh, that's another thing that's going to be interesting. It's going to get hot in there. we got a tag team chamber match. Why? Sheesh. Uh, but moving on. We got a new United States champion, folks. R-Truth. What a weird exchange of events. Is this a botch or is this real? R-Truth pinned Shinsuke Nakamura. And became the new United States champion. You see Nakamura and the referee arguing. Now, for those who do not know, as we know, wrestling is predetermined. However, to maintain the integrity, a referee is always told that he's supposed to count every count all the way through. Even if he knows the finish, it is not his fault. It is the wrestler's fault if they don't get up. So... Was that supposed to happen? Did Shinsuke not move too move soon enough? Did the timekeeper hit the bell too fast? So it makes you wonder. Okay. So that looked confusing. But then you're like, no, WWE's too smart for that, right? Because then here comes Rusev. And he's upset because he didn't get his, you know, he lost the title. But hey, there's no more automatic um, rematch clauses. And then he challenges R-Truth for the title right away. And I'm like, oh, man, R-Truth had the belt. You know, we know this comedy act. Because one of the things is he got in the title match because he lost. He didn't get an opportunity after earning a 30th spot in the Rumble. He didn't get an opportunity to compete in the Rumble because Nia Jax took him out. Um, but then he ended up beating Rusev. Then here comes Shinsuke. And they banked him. Now, these two guys have been going at it for weeks. Even in this case, they beat up, they both beat up, um, you know, they just had a battle on Sunday at the Royal Rumble. And now, all of a sudden, they're tag partners or they're teaming up in this. Um, but that would lead to down the line later on in the night where we would see them, uh, be, well, we saw Rusev being confronted by the OG Bullet Club, the Good Brothers. Uh, Anderson and Gallows and they said look you know that wasn't cool you know how about y'all team up and go against us and that's going to take place next week I believe I'm ready to see that let's get Anderson and Gallows going man let's get them guys going um, but I'm really going to see so and that right there makes you think okay was that part written on a fly or was that really supposed to happen maybe our truth is supposed to be United States champion Guess what? It will be featured on this week's Wrestling for the Culture. And you best believe he will get the cover. So, that makes me happy. Um, also, tag team action. We saw the Hype Bros, Zack Ryder, and Kurt Hawkins um, teaming up this week on Raw. Unfortunately, they fell to the Revival. 
And then we saw Shane McMahon and Miz celebrate, which Shane McMahon put together this video package. Um, we saw him put together this video package and whatnot. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, they're the tag champs. Let's see where this goes. Uh, I think somebody said, I, to be honest, which I kind of dozed in and out, but I do think somebody said Miz's dad wasn't there. Uh, so that's an interesting storyline. He said Miz will beat him. Um, Miz will beat up his dad. It was so, and then we had we crowned new number one contenders. One we got to see heavy machinery in the, um, on SmackDown where they um, they have four corners tag team match, four way tag team match, however you want to call it. Uh, it was the Usos, the New Day, Heavy Machinery, and the Bar. We saw the big dude and Big E kind of doing a weird exchange. Uh, heavy Machinery would pin the New Day, but then they would lose. Um, and the Usos are the number one contenders. I think they'll go ahead and beat Shane and Miz at the Elimination Chamber. And guess what? Hopefully the Usos will get on WrestleMania's main card two years in a row. All right, now it's time for the tapped out. And guess what, folks? I got two of them this week. So I'm going to roll sound once, but I got two tapped out. Here's our tapped out segment of the week. All right, folks, tapped out this week. First, let's start with Daniel, I mean, with Corey Graves and his horrible commentary. I'm over it. It's annoying. Every week he comes out there and he's just constantly talking Mandy Rose. All right, that's fine. You, I understand you have a crush. Whatever. But, I mean, he does it to the extreme. And it's like, dude, come on now. This ain't the attitude era no more. Yes, there was only one Jerry the King Lawler. You know, there is no need for you to constantly go back and forth, back and forth. Oh, my gosh. She's this, this, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, shut the hell up. Like, seriously. It's annoying. Um, but then the bullying. Because that's what it is. The bullying of Renee Young. Why, dude? You know, why? It's That's annoying. Every week, you know, you just constantly do that. Or, you know, he's going at her. And I understand, you know, especially when Dean Ambrose is in the ring, it's different because you have Renee Young, who's a face. Then you have Ambrose, who's a heel. And then it's almost like he's just constantly pestering her, especially when Ambrose wasn't showing up. Just constantly pestering her about information. And I'm sitting there like, dude, you know, that's kind of uncomfortable to watch. So to say I'm not feeling it is an understatement, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just just not a fan of Corey Graves on commentary. So the other tapped out is Baron Corbin defeating Kurt Angle. What in the world is going on? Kurt Angle, I understand. I maybe am trying to wait, see where the story goes. Because maybe it's something along the lines of, you know, just trying to make him have a big hero's comeback. But right now, this does not look good at all. And it's Baron Corbin of all people. Like, I understood Drew McIntyre. Made sense. Loved it. Because it was Drew, right? But then, you have Baron Corbin, 
And I'm like, dude, he's just not working. It's not getting over, you know. Um, I don't get it. I, I really don't. So I'm just over it, to be honest with you. So that's where I am with that. I'm going to take a break before I come from the realm. This coming up from the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Yo, this is Two Chains of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And you are now listening to Break It Down with Brian H. Waters. Brought to you by the Wrestling Round. All right, I'm back. Make sure you check them out. They have my girl Ariel and Nick's on the show this week. They also, um, I'll be joining them on a, uh, should be, think, yeah, everything's situated. We'll be joining them on a mega show. So I'm looking forward to that, getting a chance to talk wrestling with some more wrestling peeps. So. It's time to come from the realm. And now for our From the Realm segment, where I answer your questions from the Facebook fan page, the Facebook group page, and the Twitter at Wrestling Realm. All right, From the Realm this week, we're going to start off with my boy, the Shark, Sean Williams, also the um, host of the Shark Attack and Variety Bites. You hear me, you hear me promo him every week. He always asks questions. So if you ain't listening, you should be. First question is, since Drew didn't win the Royal Rumble, what do you see as the next thing for him heading into Mania? That is a good question. Oh man, it's it's really hard to tell. I think that maybe if there's a multi-man intercontinental championship match, that would be the easy thing to do. I tell you one thing I wouldn't mind seeing. If somehow he was the guy to face Triple H this year, um, I think that would be cool. Um, how you get there, I don't know yet, but uh, I just think that would be something cool, something different. Next question. Who should it be to take on Champa at TakeOver Brooklyn? Ricochet or Adam Cole? Oh, man. Um, you know, uh, these two... I gotta go with Ricochet. Uh, why not? You know what I mean? Adam Cole. See, I don't, I just don't want to see the heel versus heel matchup. And Adam Cole, one day he will be a top baby face, I predict. But right now, um, in Brooklyn, you know, I just don't think you want to do a heel versus heel matchup. I do think, you know, Ricochet and Ciampa will put on a phenomenal match. And remember, you're going up against the other shows i guess you're still going up against the um new japan ring of honor show at the garden or maybe they might switch the dates but nonetheless you got to bring it this weekend you know so you gotta get all things lined up and said which do you see better for velveteen dream challenging champa again or challenging gargano well i'll say this i was hoping we was gonna get champa and gargano at brooklyn because that would be and hoping that'd be the ultimate climax but Unfortunately, we look like we're not. But for as far as Velveteen Dream is concerned, I think it'd be better for him to challenge Gargano. Um, you know, I just don't think there's a reason to put him back in that world title picture. He lost fair and square. So that's where I'm going with that. And then Shark's last question got it in today. You know, he had a couple questions. So um, do we really need Becky? And Ronda to have Charlotte in the mix. I feel like it feels like lack of faith in Becky not to have it one-on-one. I 100% totally agree with you. You know, just give Becky her chance. 
I feel like she can get it done. She's going to put on a good match, but the storytelling is going to be phenomenal from start to finish. There's no need to throw Charlotte in the mix. Put her with Oscar. And last question for my boy, Octavio Martinez Jr. After hearing that Dean Ambrose is leaving WWE after WrestleMania, where do you think he's headed? AEW or another wrestling promotion? So, I do think he's heading to AEW. Um, I wouldn't see him going to Impact Wrestling, although Sammy Callahan was saying something along the lines of, isn't he on, isn't this guy from Ohio as well? So, you know, you could have him with OVE. That would be interesting. Uh, We know that they're trying to recruit Rich Swan, and he was doing everything he could, and Swan wasn't having it. So, but... Man, you know, I'm be honest with you. I just don't care. I don't think him going to AEW is going to be a big splash. Yes, it's going to be cool. Okay, big deal. Former WWE champion. They already have that. They got Chris Jericho. Um, it's not like he's doing super great things. It's not like he's drawing huge money right now. You can't. You can go in the store and not see Dean Ambrose merchandise. It's that simple. You don't see his shirts all over the place. You know, at one point you saw it, but he's always had that like cult like following and he's never able to really transition over and get a bigger following with what we say the children. You know, my child isn't asking me for a Dean Ambrose uh, T-shirt. He might ask for the action figure because his Uncle Dwayne and him collect all the wrestling action figures. But that's about it. So that's that's where I am with that. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. As always, folks, thank you for checking out the show. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't got a chance to do so, get on iTunes. Drop a five-star rating. Rate us on Spotify. Go into YouTube. Subscribe. And then tell your friends to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, And guess what? If you're on YouTube right now, click below. Hit subscribe. And while you're at it, check out some of the other content right there. I'm Brian H. So long, everybody.